0: This Cap Times podcast is brought to you by Exact Sciences Corporation, the makers of Coligard. Learn more at exactsciences.com. Democracy is, of course, not a joke, but that doesn't mean that you can't have a few laughs on the way to the polls. I'm Jesse O'Poyan, and this is Wedge Issues, a Cap Times podcast about state government and politics in Wisconsin. My guest this week is Kristen Bry, a Madison native who's lived in LA for the last few years uh, until she moved back earlier this year with big plans to make a documentary. And then a pandemic hit. So, since she's been hunkered down with her parents in Wisconsin Rapids, she started making videos and other fun little web features that you've probably seen if you spend time on the political internet. Her goal is to educate and inform voters in a fun way and hopefully have some productive conversations and increase political participation. Kristen joined me to talk about this effort, which is called As Goes Wisconsin. And if you haven't seen what they have to offer, you should definitely go check them out after you're done listening. You don't understand. So we to the mountain and the plain the Search for a heart with love and Out in the country. So you are living every 30-somethings dream. You have moved back in with your parents.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knew that uh, moving back to in with your parents in central Wisconsin was such a bold career choice? Um, was not expecting that, but you know, most of 2020, I don't think anyone was expecting, so we're gonna roll with it.
0: I think so. Well, welcome back to Wisconsin.
1: Thank you. Um,
0: so you grew up in Madison, I did, and now your parents are living in central Wisconsin, which is where you are. Mm-hmm. What happened in between? So, uh, yeah, so I uh, raised in
1: Madison. My dad, both my parents graduated from UW, we were big wisconsin people but when i was i grew up doing theater did uh, lots of plays at ctm in what was the civic center now the overture center um and when i was around 16 i had the opportunity to go to a talent search in la and i didn't really know what it was and my dad to this day was like we let you go because we just figured you'd fail and you'd come home and like focus on basketball um (laughs) thanks dad and but i went and i had like multiple like 12 like different agents and managers be like move to LA for pilot season I was like what's pilot season and luckily I had super supportive parents and made the move and finished my senior year of high school in LA and I had an agent I had a manager I was auditioning and booking some jobs but yeah so then uh, pursued acting until I was around 20 Um, and then decided to go to college because you don't have a lot of uh, control over your career or your life when you're pursuing <laughs> acting. Um, so then I transferred and ended up graduating from UC Berkeley, which was an incredible experience. Um, there I studied public policy, and I really public policy, women's women's health, public health, um, thinking I would work for an NGO or you know go hand out birth control in Kenya or something <laughs> like that. And then graduated and needed a job, and it was the Bay Area, so I started working in tech, and then. Did that for like eight years. And then as I think lots of people in 2016 turning into 2017, I got much more like, what am I doing with my life? I wanted to get involved in politics. And I basically started making videos that kind of combined comedy with current events and topics. And I really got attached to the idea of like, how do you make information more more palatable or more entertaining and like looking at the people who do that really well and being like i'm going to teach myself how to do that
0: (laughs) and here we are and here we are um so would people have seen anything that you did when you were younger when you were acting well the most embarrassing
1: story is uh the first job i booked was it the first one i think it was i think uh it was either my first or second. It was the first thing that wasn't like, – because the first two jobs was one was an independent movie that no one's ever seen. Um, and then the second one was Judging Amy. Ooh, I used to love that show. Great show. Tyne Daly from Wisconsin. It was – I was like, I'm so excited. The thing was my character um, had tried to commit suicide. And so most of the episode I was in a coma. Oh. But I woke up – like in the script, I woke up at the end. And I had lines, but then, um, by the time the show actually aired, uh, because we were in California and my parents had told literally everyone in Wisconsin, I was going to be on this show. So everyone saw it two hours before we did because of primetime scheduling. Mm -hmm. So we start getting calls from people being like, it was great, but she didn't have any lines. So they had cut my lines, So it looked like I was just in a coma, did zero acting. Uh, Um, I was 17, so I was mortified, um, but now it's a really good story. And so then other things, uh, I was on an episode of Without a Trace, which I just got a $12 residual check for. So, you know, hey, that's hey. still rolling in. <laughs> and then uh, I was on an episode of Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter. Yes. I got to choke David Spade. Um, so Everyone's dream. I know. Yeah. <laughs> really got to fulfill that one. Um, and then, do you remember The Unit?
0: Yes. Uh, yes. This,
1: yeah. I got to do, a, uh, like I was a guest star and I got to work with Scott Foley, who is oh, very cool. Very cute. Yes, yes. And is. very nice. Oh good. It's very actually funny story with that, like a year after I was on it, he approached me at a restaurant in Brentwood being like, Hey, didn't weren't you on an episode? I was like, how do you remember like yes? Like, thank you for being so nice. Oh. Um so yeah, and then I did a couple different independent movies that again, I don't know if people saw, but um uh it was a good yeah, it was a great it was a great experience and I obviously like performing is in my bones. Mm-hmm. And so um it's funny to come full circle as much as I tried to, like, think it was going to be something else. Um, I'm clearly pretty natural and really do enjoy, you know, hamming it up.
0: <laughs> uh, one, you couldn't tell if we watched your videos. <laughs> yeah, you're really shy. <laughs> um, so were you always interested in politics or did that come a little bit later? I think it
1: was, I mean, as anyone who knows any, you know, I went to Madison West, which is... For anyone who doesn't know Madison, it's like the high school that is down the street from, or like the closest to campus. Um, so I would argue that it's one of the more liberal, politically active high schools in Madison. So I think from a pretty young age, like all my girlfriends and I, from like 13 on, we're like we're feminists, and we were already, you know, already clued in. And so yeah, I think in that way that I, especially because like my freshman year was the year that um, Bush won. So it was okay. 2000. And so that was like, you know, I think that was, I mean, in the like partisan times we live in now, that kind of feels like when it really, at least. Yeah. But, and I don't know how much that's just because of like, when I became like in my cognitive, like yeah. awareness, but that's really and then, like, obviously, then we were freshmen when nine eleven happened and stuff. So it felt like, yes, I already cared about politics. And then definitely once I started going, taking college courses, and then obviously transferring, I really cared about politics. And then- I would say in the years when I was working in tech, and this is kind of what woke me up after like Trump got elected, was, you know, in San Francisco, it's like it's very easy to just be in your tech bubble, Mm -hmm. you know, and like you're in your 20s and you're kind of just like, you know, these are the Obama years where it feels like things are just like fine Mm -hmm. and you're like ambitious and you're trying to do. just like I was like dating and like just so like self-absorbed with my life and my (laughs) what I, you know, doing fine at my career. And so I think I realized while I held all these, like, very strong opinions, I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't, like, necessarily, like, educating myself more. I just kind of, like, thought, you know, I was on like, my moral high ground of what how I felt about the world. And so after Trump got elected, that was kind of what, like, woke me up of, like, what are you going to do? Like, you don't want to feel this way four years from now. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of where it was, like, how do I fit into this? And I think that's, like, bridging the gap between how do you use performing how do you use communications and like breaking things down um in an entertaining way in a way that not necessarily is always done um and so that's what i kind of felt like maybe this because maybe this is where i fit in my you know second second half of my career now that i've made a huge pivot in my 30s (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah and so so before you moved to wisconsin and started focusing really on what was happening here, you were doing videos out in California. Want to tell us a little bit about what that was? Yeah. So
1: the first uh, like YouTube show that I was doing was called Below the Fold, which was a tip of the hat to mm-hmm. newspapers and the stories that don't typically sell the newspaper. Um, it's the stories that kind of get pushed below. And I was trying to, at first it was it took a couple different iterations. And at first I was really doing a lot of social justice topics that I do don't necessarily think get a lot of, uh, you know, press. Um, and then I started, as I got, it's been interesting because like, I think, well, it's not, I think you watch my videos and as much as I'm trying to be nonpartisan, I grew up in Madison, I lived in Los Angeles, Berkeley, San Francisco, and New York. Like i have been um, in an echo chamber of sorts. And so what I realized though in doing Below the Fold was that I wanted to move to not be – it's not moderate, but it's open-minded. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to make stuff for the echo chamber. And I think there are some people who like that's a great role for them is to rally the base and, you know, they make the stuff that you – if you agree with them, like you're going to double, double tap it and it's already stuff that you agree with. And I think there's like a space for that. And I just realized that like I that's not the kind of stuff I wanted to make. Like I wanted to make something that at least makes you go, huh, I may not change your mind, but it's open minded. It's considering both sides and it's not as polarizing as so much of the stuff that like, gets made. And so I had started to shift that with uh, below the fold. And when I came back to do what I thought was going to be a documentary it was similar. I wanted to make the documentary about Wisconsin voters in this you know huge election year. Again, trying to talk about, like, people in Wisconsin who are the moderate voters, people who are swing voters, people who may not vote. But, like, in the – through the lens of, like, this is not just trying to, like – this is not a documentary about the effort to get Biden elected or whatever. Right. And then when it turned into As Goes Wisconsin as far as just the videos, I still wanted to maintain that. And then it's not about, um, you know, dogging the GOP or whatever. It is, like, actually, like, objectively, like, looking at the – what is happening, and like everyone is equal, like equal game to uh, make fun of. And, and so <laughs> and it's options? like, yeah, yeah, it's like we well, make them out of both sides equally, but then also like trying to encourage people to vote. Definitely.
0: So, yeah, you, you moved back and you were going to make a documentary, and then a pandemic hit. How did you switch
1: gears? So I got, yeah, so I got back March 15th oh, and great, timing. great, great timing. And, um, you know, and we knew something was coming, mm-hmm. but I was like, "All right, well, like, we'll f- we'll just figure it out." And as everything shut down, I had had all these interviews set up with different, um, you know, like leaders from different progressive organizations. I had talked to like the head of like the College Republicans from UW. I was trying to like get people on both sides. And so then I was I was like, "All right, we'll just start recording the Zoom and inter- like recording it on Zoom. Maybe I can." montage things using the audio and whatever. And in one of the interviews, um, it would, this was March 20th? Around there. Because one of the interviews, he's like, we really need videos to show people how to get their absentee ballot because we're trying to push everyone to vote absentee. And there's like this weird part where you have to take a picture of your ID and that is not always, like, for people who are not tech savvy, that's straightforward. And so I was like, oh, I can do that. And I totally just exploited my mother's uh, <laughs> lack of technology skills. <laughs> and I was like, mom, we're going to do this. And luckily she was totally game. Um, literally the, the the part in the beginning where she was, why does it keep binging? Like that is a real, <laughs> real thing that's happened multiple times. Um, and so, and like that, I created the social media pages and everything. And I launched that video. And I think that's a testament to how much it was needed because it got shared, like, 400 times. I think I got, like, 30,000 views just on Facebook for that one. Uh On Twitter, I think uh, Patrick Marley, like, I DM'd him, and he Mm -hmm. retweeted it. And so, like, that one got – so it was, like, momentum happened even with that first video. And then I realized, I was like, well, I might as well make another one. Like, as I realized there was more information that, like, people needed to know in the lead-up to the election – I, I think I was actually, like, DMing with, like, Reed Magney from Wisconsin Elections Committee. I was like, what else do you need? And uh, the witnessing. And so that's when I did the one with my grandmother and getting, like, getting a witness to sign your ballot, um, checking on your ballot. And and then I transitioned into um, doing the things that are more, like, below the fold where, it was, where I was just, like, you know, last week, tonight, straight to camera – riddled with some jokes and i tried to recap all of the craziness that led up to the april 7th election and i also did like i literally posted it and within an hour i think the supreme court (laughs) okay i was like i literally was like breaking news is really hard like i don't (laughs) like this is really tough and so i gave like two more updates as like the news broke throughout the monday before the election um and then that was when i kind of got attention from people who were like Please keep doing this, and so I just abandoned the documentary because I really didn't know what I was doing, anyways. And I was like, "Well, these these I can make. These I can make. I know how to do this, and this is in my wheelhouse." And it seems to be the reception is there, and it was getting more traction than almost anything I've made prior to that, Um, like with below the fold. And I think it was interesting because I've gotten with all the below the fold stuff as I was trying to like strategize and like how do I grow this everyone kept being like, you need a more targeted audience. Like, who are you making this for? And, of course, I was like, it's for everybody. Like, this and these are things that everyone should know. Um, and it was funny that, like, as soon as I narrowed my topic into, one, something that I know better, mm-hmm. which is Wisconsin, and, like, being from here and knowing the inside jokes and, like, the, like, winks and stuff that you can give, like, whether it's a Noah's Ark joke or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's not going to play everywhere, but it plays here. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, and just making something that was more specific, it was, and it was just immediately received well.
0: Yeah, I mean, so you, you've you got these news roundups, which are hilarious. And then it, it really does feel like a lot of the other stuff that you're doing is like a public service thing. And like, it's just not happening anywhere else. These videos about, <laughs> here's how you vote, or, you know, go be a poll worker. But but I think that's, you know, really, really, I guess, done well, because you're not condescending and you're not trying to stoke up divisions when you're doing that stuff. You're just saying like here i'm gonna tell you how to do this and it's fun and we're gonna you know laugh a little bit um but i'm curious so how do you how do you put the news roundups together like that's like you said i mean breaking news is hard Mm -hmm. it's hard to figure out you know what's important enough how do i make a joke about this that's not you know tone deaf or wrong like what what's what's the thought process so i
1: haven't done one since june because of well I, i think it's also like the combination of all right, what are we making? Like, what? And this this week, are we making a voting one? Like, trying to get like onto like a content calendar schedule um, because the news roundup ones are definitely hard. Like, they are. I love doing them. And whether it's a news roundup one or like a uh, like a deep dive into an issue in like under five minutes. Like, I I really love doing both of those ones. But it is um, it's paying attention. So the the roundups, it's like paying attention. Not only to the headlines, but it's like now that I follow like you and Molly and like all of the inside scoop uh, okay. journalists on Twitter, like most of my—I think I actually DM Molly, and I was like, I had to cut this joke for time, but <laughs> I, I had like—I think it was her joke of being like, "Please mute yourself" when it was the uh, the Supreme the, the court hearings. Oh, yes, and so um, so it's definitely following like quote, quote, or quote, unquote, like, Wisconsin Twitter or Wisconsin <laughs> politics Twitter. Yeah. and But it's also then trying to find, like, what are the, the good stories? Right. Or what are, like, just the weird stories that we can make fun of, like Packer stories and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I have, like, my list of – these are the stories. I try, to, I try to keep it around five minutes or less just because people don't have very long attention spans. And I write out the – what is the gist? Like, what is the gist? And I try to find, like, what is – The setup, what is the punchline? And then I have some friends who I send it over to. They help, like, pitch jokes to me. Um, And then we revise it. And then I usually have to – if I'm going to post it on a Thursday, I have to film it and edit it on Thursday because – did I just say Friday? No, if I post it on a Friday (laughs) and um, I have to wait to – film it the day before because if things change then I don't want to be like you said tone deaf and so that's why it's a little like I'm up until like 2am editing and then I turn around and post it and then it's like alright fine and then on to the next one and so yeah and it's, I think whether it's a deep dive or it's the news I think coming at it from a, a place of curiosity versus I'm going to you know make fun of this person or like rant about it it's just not my style right. um And so, which I think is probably, you know, some people like it, and some people are probably like, you're not mad enough about this. (laughs) And it's like, well, inside I am. I'm just (laughs) trying to do a thing.
0: You're Midwestern. You can't be mad on the outside. Um, So what kind of responses have you been getting? What's what's the reception been like?
1: It's been, I mean, overall, it's been great. Like, I think um, the amount of, it's what's really fun is when I, I met someone this week in Madison and she was she's doing other political work and I was oh I'd love to talk to you, I'd love to grab coffee. And like just for context, this is the thing that I created and I sent her the website. She's like, Oh my god, I've heard of your videos. I was like, Well that's cool. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think I mean the it's been great as far as I think especially the ones that feel like PSA is of people being like, we just need this. And uh, you know, all these, these like both sides. It's like the organ like organizers and these uh like Organizations that are get out the vote organizations, like they're not content creators, right? Like they are good at knocking on doors. They are good at, you know, getting people to register to vote and like all these kind of action oriented things, a lot of which we can't do this year. Like every campaign, everyone's like a little hamstrung in how do we pivot. And the one thing I feel like I can offer is a creative what's easier for me than for other organizations for whatever internal talent that they have. And then like, just share it. Like you can just share it. And so like that, that's been really good as far as people being like, this is so needed. Thank you. And then, I mean, it's, you know, I've definitely had some uh, people be like, this is not nonpartisan. You're clearly left. (laughs) 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 It's like, I'm trying. Um, And I'm I'm, not going to fight with people over what nonpartisan means and that like, I'm not endorsing candidates. I'm not telling you who to vote for. Just because I have an opinion on a topic, technically doesn't make me a partisan hack. But whatever. But then it's also like I definitely have um, my "be sexy, be uh, be sexy, work a poll video. Um, I definitely got uh, at least one angry older woman who she was like, "I'm not your target audience, but I think this is abhorrent." I
0: was like, "Oh." <laughs> Well, you're right. You were not my target audience. <laughs> I was. I was really wondering. So you were um, almost in that. I know. I was. I'm so bummed that I couldn't do it. That would have been fun for people who haven't seen it. Just give like a brief explanation. So
1: there is a a, a lack of poll workers for both the pri- the partisan primary in on, on August, but then obviously for November, and that was the large reason why April was such a mess was because most of our poll workers are like over 70 years old. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of them are sitting this year out for obvious reasons. And so they're trying, like, clerks all over the state and all over the country are trying to recruit younger, healthier poll workers. And I, (laughs) one of my, it was actually one of the interns on the project who thought of the, like, like doing the Radioactive song. Um, So it's, we took the song from Imagine Dragons called Radioactive, but we turned the lyrics into Poll Working's Attractive. And so it's kind of this like sexy music video where like everyone who's working the polls now is like 20 and like hot. <laughs> and and like it's very suggestive but it like the like it's supposed to be silly and goofy because it's such a juxtaposition to what you usually see at the polls. Um and so It it was great because we worked in partnership with the Madison City Clerk. Like, Mm -hmm. they set up the whole polling station for us. We did it at the Municipal Building. Um, It was fun to just, like, you know, it's it's fun to work with people. I think that's the only thing that's kind of a bummer in COVID times. And, like, I like working with people. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of the videos when I'm just doing it by myself is fun. But it is when you get a group to be, like, creative and collaborative. It's really fun. Yeah,
0: that's just tough for everyone right now, I guess. (gasps) I know. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so the video is great. Um, unless you're not into that, in that
1: case, don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, and I know you guys all know this as journalists where it's mm-hmm. like you put yourself out there and you open yourself up for criticism. Like not everything you make is for everybody. And that's the point, right? Like, especially in like a saturated world of content, like I said before, it's like, you have to find your target audience and who you making stuff for because it's not for everybody. And it's too, unless you have like a massive platform to break through the noise, you got to find the people who actually like what you're making, and and so you know it's like, as much as I f- have a flare up for a second, it's like, hey, Karen, would you like to talk to my manager? And <laughs> she, she sent me that email. I was like, nope, not gonna send it. Just gonna ignore it. It's fine. Um, but yeah, but overall, I would say, the reaction's been great. It's been it's been fun to have people be so engaged with when we're posting it. It's been fun to make the Wisconsin jokes that feel like inside jokes. It's been fun to. I think just the mission itself that I have with it is, you know, we are – like, Wisconsin As I haven't lived here in a long time. But as I've followed stuff for the last 10 years, like, we are in kind of a tough spot um, as far as our governor and our state legislators is just not working together and how partisan things are. And I typically think that, like, we're just – busy adults and a lot of us just to like for either forgot or never learned a lot of civics and kind of like how much your state and local elections actually affect the thing that like you're mad about rather than like a presidential election or like and so it's like how do you I don't know brings a little bit more civil discourse and understanding on some of these issues and like how it actually affects you versus like your assumption of how it affects you And my theory is just, like, using humor always helps. Um, And, like, using it as a tool versus um, just berating you with opinions.
0: (laughs) Definitely. So okay, you mentioned your mom earlier appearing. She was kind of the breakout star mm-hmm. of your first video. Absolutely, she's made a lot of great appearances since. Um, you did a nice little compilation for her birthday recently. Yes, your your dad has been in maybe one. He did the one with uh,
1: the sports trivia that we I did for Father's Day because that's definitely his forte.
0: Yeah. So are your parents enjoying having you home and doing this? Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: you know, it's it's a funny. Like our little COVID crew is my ninety-three-year-old grandfather, um, my uncle who has Down syndrome, who splits time between our house and uh, my uncle's house, and and so like he's always around, and then my parents and me. So it's like it's just like a pretty ragtag crew um, that I'll throw any of them in a video at at some point. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been really fun. Like I'm so lucky that I get along with my parents that well, um, which I know not everyone feels like they would probably be pulling their hair out. And so um, that's been – it's actually been really nice. And, like, I can help with, like, you know, the yard. Like, I feel like – it does kind of feel like I'm a teenager again, though, because, like, my mom has a bad knee. And so, like – I mean, she's an amazing gardener. So it's, like, I'm, like, earning my keep by, like, <laughs> taking, like, 50-pound, like, mulch bags down the hill. And, <laughs> like, you know, so it's um, – and, I, you know, it's, like, I don't – there's not, there's not a lot going, in, uh, going on in L.A. right now, so it's not like I'm missing out on much. And so it's been it's been really, really great um, to be back, and it's been really great to spend this much time with them after not – I mean, I haven't lived in the same city as them since – they moved back to Wisconsin Rapids in 2008, and so it's been 12 years. Wow. And so it's like we see each other a fair amount, mm-hmm. but I get uh, the appeal of living a little bit closer to your parents, and so that definitely has sunk in yeah. during this.
0: Well, it's good. So, what do you think comes next? What are you thinking about doing in the future? Are you going to grow? Or are you going to keep doing this?
1: I definitely want to keep doing this. So it's like I kind of it's like there's the eye and the prize, not the prize, but like there is. All right, there's a lot of the content's going to be focused on, you know, learning how like how to vote. What are the like a lot of the voting stuff that's mm-hmm. for and going towards the election? Trying to do topics that. You know, it's like, what are the things that matter in Wisconsin? And I think, like, water. I know, like, both sides really care about water. Yeah. There's, like, I would like to do a deep dive. I'm explaining, like, why is there still, like, I know, even though, like, weed legalization is very popular, mm-hmm. there's no movement on it. Yeah. Um, gerrymandering, obviously a big thing here, like, in like, trying to break that down in an understandable way. So there's, like, things like that that I actually think are topics and issues that um, move voters that I want to try to, like, explain. But I would love like I think what I've learned is that I there's just not as much alternative media in made for Wisconsin. And so figuring out how this could live on past November is also in the back of my mind. And so it's like I'm kind of doing both things at at the same time Mm -hmm. of like how do I plant the seeds for this to either like potentially be on a bigger platform, either get funders or sponsors or, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like and like the, the dance around trying to get enough numbers. This so, is like, you can get a sponsor and that's interesting. And so there's all like the business side of this of like, how do you actually make this without selling out? <laughs> yeah. Cause I think some of the, like the appeal of it is that I'm, you know, I'm opinion. I, it's my, you know, you know, it's like, it's authentic, it's right? It's homegrown. And so it doesn't have, it's not that I'm like having to follow the rules of some funder who wants to see it like this or some sponsor yeah. sponsors, like you can't talk about that. And so, you know, I don't know, maybe I'll just launch a Patreon page and like that can fund it. Um, but I, I never thought I would be as like in January. If you would have asked me in January of like, would you ever move back to Wisconsin? I'd probably been like, no. Like, there's nothing. Yeah. It was like stupidly naively like, what would I do? Cool. <laughs> and not and now like really embracing that like, oh, I can do what I've been trying to do, and probably make a bigger impact than like bouncing around L.A. trying to get someone to pay attention to me um, or pay attention to the stuff that I'm making. And so like, I am you know trying to figure it out and trying to figure out like how do I keep making this and have it grow and make a living. Um, because it's been probably the most like rewarding thing I've done ever, potentially. Like, I think like as far as like, I mean, maybe going to I mean, college was pretty rewarding, but I would say as like my professional career so far, like this has been um, not only really fun, but it also just feels like I'm, even on a small scale, maybe making a difference.
0: Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Exact Sciences. Join the Madison-based team working to lead earlier cancer detection. Visit exactsciences.com to view the company's hundreds of open jobs. So, the most important part of coming on the Wedge Issues podcast is the lightning round. (laughs) Lightning round! Which... I, you already have an advantage because we've talked before and I already told you the bookend questions of it. I've
1: also but... listened to some of these, so, yeah, so you, I'm you kind you know of cheating. But I, don't think I only remember two of them, okay. so we'll find out.
0: Well, you ready?
1: Yeah. What's your favorite Wisconsin beer? Can't answer that one because I'm looking for sponsorships. <laughs> 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 so uh, hit me up, uh, oh, no. Lighties or uh, Miller. <laughs> okay, give me a style then. Uh, I love IPAs. Okay. Yeah, definitely I love. Uh, so like all the microbrews here that are making IPAs. Um, I'm I actually really like as much as I, I had a joke about it in one of the episodes about the the f COVID uh, mm-hmm. from Ale Asylum. I was like, this is only four percent. Like any beer that like gets me wine drunk. Yes. Um, but <laughs> it's actually pretty good. So they they liked that one. Um, but yeah, mostly I'm I'm definitely like an IPA girl. Okay.
0: What's the weirdest thing that's happened since you've started doing this uh, As Goes Wisconsin thing?
1: Well, the weirdest thing since I've gotten back in Wisconsin is that I caught a bat with a fishing net in my parents' house. (laughs) Uh, That was uh, a couple weeks ago, literally, like, we were just watching TV, and all of a sudden my parents were like, (laughs) And so, like, my dad, like, hobbled, they're both, like, the surgeries and stuff. So he, like, goes upstairs and gets the tennis racket. My mom, like, hobbles to the uh, garage and gets, like, this big, like, three-by-three fishing net that literally she only bought to catch bats because they don't fish. Um, And, like, it's, like, zipping around the dining room. And, like, I take it and, like, I, like... And I get it, and I, like, sprint out the door and just, like, throw the me- the the net, like, onto the lawn mm-hmm. and run back in the house. And then my mom's like, well, did it get out of the net? And I was like, I don't know. So, like, I go and, like, jostle it a little bit, and then it flew away. And so that was definitely the weirdest and, like, most quintessential, like, central Wisconsin yeah. thing that's happened. Um, I would say the coolest thing that's happened is, um, so I made a census video. Um, mm-hmm. It's called, like, Don't Get f Get Counted. And Stacey Abrams retweeted it. Very cool. So that was really cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was like, um, yeah, that's, uh, that felt good. She's, she's got an audience. She got an audience, yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah, people <laughs> know her. Uh, favorite Wisconsin vacation destination?
1: Oh, I mean, this is so cheesy, but since I left when I was 16, like, the fact that, like, we went to the Dells. <laughs> And, like, like I just have so many memories of Noah's Ark or, like, go-karts and stuff like that. Like, I know that's actually not the best right. uh, vacation destination in, like, Door County. And, like, I really actually – I've never been up to Ashland and I want to do, like, the – like, I want to do all of those things. But as far as my actual places, I can say I've gone on vacation
0: in Wisconsin. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we went to, to the Dells a lot. Yeah, that's the classic Wisconsin vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, are you uh, reading or watching or listening to anything, like, binging anything right now that um, is standing out to you? What has I binging?
1: We binged a lot at the beginning when I was with my parents of, like, we get, like, Ozark 3. the third season of Ozark. I got them turned on at the morning show. We watched... um, Oh, God, what's the um, What's the HBO show about the family that's basically the Murdochs? Oh, um, um, Succession? Succession. I wanted, to, I wanted to say Suppression. I was like, that's not right. <laughs> um, I mean, That one was really funny because when we first started watching it, my mom was like, I don't think I like this. They're all such mean people. And she was, like, so turned off by, like, how, like, corrupt everyone was. But then, like, by the third episode, she's like, all right, I'm really into it. <laughs> and so... Um, but, like, what are we watching... Right now, um, I'm rereading. As far as rereading, I'm rereading "The Righteous Mind," which is like super nerdy, mm-hmm. and um, but I I would recommend it for anyone who is uh, trying to break down partisanship of like how we actually talk to people because facts don't change people's minds. Um, so I'm rereading that for purposes of you know this kind of content of like how do you how do you actually reach people where they are rather than thinking that like they're idiots for not agreeing with you. Yeah,
0: um, you can. Hopefully answer both of these, but best concert you've ever been to and or first concert? I Someone
1: just asked me this. Uh, they were like, how, how many times have you ever been to Alpine Valley? Oh, yeah. And I only went once okay. when I was 14 to a Dave Matthews concert. I think we were probably both
0: there at the yep. same time. <laughs> and we had like, you know, times. we had like a
1: parent drive us and like sit in the car because, uh, you know, that's what your entitled teenage ass does. Um, And so that was, I think,
0: my first one.
1: Um. Favorite concerts? I've I've seen Florence in uh, the Machine twice, and she is spectacular. I can
0: imagine she would be
1: awesome. Life. She just like runs around barefoot on stage, That's and it's just like the yeah, she's yeah. amazing. Her voice is Un, in, insane, yeah. insane. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, uh, do you have any pets?
1: I don't. I move too much, yeah. and I like don't have the lifestyle to. I want a dog so badly, but I.
0: Not the time.
1: Not the time. Not fair for the dog. No. But I well, I am... A,
0: just I like. will even you to move back to Wisconsin, and then you'll settle down, and
1: then you'll get Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah, it'll be fine. And so, but yeah, like, I'm I'm a big dog person. I also really like kids. Don't have any of those.
0: <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Unless, yeah. Uh, same. Yeah, same. same. Yeah. <laughs> you do have dog. I do, do have, you have dog. dog. Yeah. yeah. But, um, can confirm a lot of responsibility. Yes. Okay. I saw
1: a great TikTok that was like... It was like a veterinarian. She was like, repeat after me. If you can't afford the vet, don't buy the pet. And I was like, yeah, like that is... That's the that's thing they don't thing. tell you about. I know. It's
0: like, oh, you'll buy food. I'll walk the dog. I'll feed the dog. I'm take the dog to the vet and spend a lot of money. Yeah. Pet insurance, uh, I've yes. heard, is the Yeah, that's a thing. The key. I actually timed out um, when I got my dog based on the state budget cycle. Um, because... <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, okay, so... Think about winter in Wisconsin and other things that happen in life. I didn't want to potty train a puppy during winter. Uh, So that was part of it. So that means summer, spring, or fall, I can get a dog. And then every two years there's a state budget. And so when I was reporting, I was spending every day and night in the Capitol during state budget season. I never got to go home, so I couldn't get a puppy during state budget season. So then I realized at this time that I was thinking about this, which was I think the beginning or middle of a particular summer. It was an off-budget year, and so if I was gonna do it, I'd either have to do it then or like three three years from then. <laughs> so, pull the trigger. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> That's really funny.
1: That's such a job-specific yeah. story.
0: Yeah, and it was um, it worked out well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's had
1: her what fourth birthday, fifth birthday, fifth birthday, fifth birthday. Yep.
0: July fourth, patriotic, patriotic dog. Patriotic dog. Uh, I do think Hildy could run for offices and get bipartisan support, but would not want to do that so. yeah
1: that's that's the thing. It's like, um the like Charlie Barons of the world, it's mm-hmm. like just the name recognition alone. it's like, yeah, we'd vote for you, but it's like, do you want this job?
0: No. probably not yeah let's let's stay liked,
1: yeah, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Well, you don't have a pet. Do you have uh, a pet
1: peeve or any pet peeves? Oh, my biggest pet peeve is playing middleman.
0: Ooh, yeah. Like the when I when you
1: ask me to ask someone something when it's like you have their phone number. Mm-hmm. Like you, you could just cause like but then because then it puts you in the position like to play telephone. Of like, all right, I'm going to ask them and then I'm going to tell you and then you're going to have a question. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be like, I don't know, because you only asked me to ask the first question. So why don't you just go straight to them? Um, so that is, that is by far, I don't have many pet peeves, but that is one where it's like, this is so inefficient.
0: Yeah. That just creates more work for everyone.
1: Yeah. Own. Yeah. And it's like, and then I'm like, I don't know. This is not my problem.
0: No. That's yeah, legit. <laughs> Okay, uh, Wisconsin bucket list. Um, something stereotypically Wisconsin that you have not done, but would like to try.
1: Um,
0: oh, stereotypically, uh, I think like I said before, I've yeah. I've not
1: done the Apostle Islands, mm-hmm. so that is something I really want to do. I don't know if I'll have time this summer. I mean, there's, it's just hard this year. Like, there's so much stuff that was like, oh, we could have done that, but. Mm. Um, but a lot of the stuff like State Fair, I've done. Summerfest, I've done. All the sporting events. Oh, I actually don't know if I've been to a Bucks game. You know, what? I haven't either. Yeah, I mean, I've been to, like, we were Packer tickets. Like, family has Packer tickets. Mm-hmm. Grew up going to all the, I know. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, my uh, in my parents' will, they were just going to give them to my brother and have him be responsible for it. I was like, nope. No. Like, no. you're splitting that. Splitting those with us. <laughs> um, uh, but in, like, my dad played basketball with the Badgers, so, like, we grew up to, like, going to all those games. But, yeah, I don't know. I've played when it was still the Bradley Center I played a basketball, like a championship basketball tournament in the Bradley Center, <laughs> but I don't think I've actually seen a Bucks game. So now that, uh, yeah. hopefully next year when they're back playing, I'll get to see Giannis. Uh, yes. He's a treasure.
0: Yes, <laughs> he is. Yeah, that was, that was definitely on my, yeah, yeah, like last year I was like, oh, I'll get there at some point. And yeah. I'm like, well, I should have done that. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Okay, uh, best advice you've ever been given?
1: Oh. Um that it's like honestly I think it's the you just have to start I think when I first started making the videos I the perfectionist in me there's a great like I think it's an Ira Glass quote that's something about like your taste has to your talent has to catch up to your taste or like your skills have to catch up to the taste because like you have this vision for like how good you want it to be and it's just when you start making stuff or you start a new skill like it's just not that but it's literally never going to be that if you don't just start. And so I think like I go look back at like those first videos, and like, not good. But um I think that is like getting over your own fear of judgment and like not letting like not letting the judgment of others people and you putting yourself out there and like trying to get better at something stop you from starting because it doesn't look the way that you want it to look when you first get started.
0: Yeah. That's solid advice. Yeah. Are you ready for your last lightning like, yes. round
1: question? You've aced it. it. Favorite Wisconsin cheese? Oh, um, like super aged cheddar. Yeah. Yeah, like the crumbly, like when it, lots of... It gets, like
0: crunchy with the crystals. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah when it gets like... Because that's like as close as it gets to like... This is still pasteurized, but maybe it's like a little... Mm-hmm. But like there's a lot of flavor in that one. But like that's what... I mean, I like cheese curds. I like Colby. But I think that's the one that feels like... It's a kick in the teeth
0: yeah in doing this podcast i've had more conversations asking that question with people about cheese crystals than i ever thought i would have in my life it's like definitely a bipartisan unifying thing like everybody likes crunchy crunchy cheese. Che- yeah 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 yeah
1: and yeah like and the cheese curds the cheese the squeaky cheese, the curds, squeaky cheese curds is, cheese curds. is yeah. a definitely a thing uh, but yeah that's really funny but we like both. our cheese to have some texture
0: yeah yeah Well, uh, you aced the lightning round. It's been a great conversation. Tell our listeners where they can find you on the internet. Yes. So uh,
1: asgoeswisconsin.com is the website. Uh, We post all of our episodes there. Um, You can sign up. We'll soon be having a newsletter. Um, That's exciting. Yeah. The the newsletter, I think, is going to be not only just the video, but also trying to round up news from the week, Um, give it a little bit more value, because I think you can't always trust the algorithm. And so the people who really wanna be able to make sure that they see every week's episode, uh, should go subscribe to that. Then on we're on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all under Asgos Wisconsin or at As Goes Wisconsin. And yeah, we try to put, we t- we definitely put out like a longer-ish video once a week, but between like TikToks and like, all, every channel kind of does different content. Like we'll, we'll repost kind of like trying to spur conversation with articles on our Facebook. Twitter is sometimes just me riffing off of other people's things that they're saying Uh, TikTok we do a ton of different videos because I have interns who are helping me like some awesome UW interns who are helping me with that so like on any of the things it's a little different than the other thing
0: very cool well thank you for thank
1: you for having me this was
0: great and since my heart still likes to be I'm coming Thank you for listening to Wedge Issues. Our theme music is Oh, Wisconsin by Loxley. If you have questions, feedback, or ideas for me, you can find me on Twitter at jessieopie, or you can email me at jopoyan at madison.com. If you liked this podcast, you should check out our other Cat Times offerings like the Mad Splainers and the Corner Table. You can find all of these, subscribe, rate, and review them, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you prefer to listen. Thanks again. We'll see you next time. This podcast has been brought to you by Exact Sciences Corporation, the makers of Coligard. Once again, be sure to learn more at exactsciences.com.